when you ask a Colombian about coffee, the first thing that will come to their mind will be the representation of Colombian coffee culture. The farms, the landscape, coffee growers, coffee towns. We really take seriously about national products. So it's crucial in the Colombian coffee culture that the shops, the brands reflect the values uh, that customers associate with the Colombian uh, coffee in their minds. We have an office focused primarily in China. It is based in Shanghai, where we're seeing a lot of potential for growth. The Chinese who are learning about coffee are very passionate and they adore Colombian coffee. So we see a lot of uh, growth going forward. Welcome back to the Fifth Wave podcast. I'm Jeffrey Young, Editor-in-Chief of Fifth Wave. Today is the second part in our series exploring the vast and diverse Colombian coffee market. In our first episode on Colombia, Alejandro Cadena from Caravela Coffee provided an overview of the country's rich tapestry of coffee varietals and diverse microclimates leading to all the delicious coffees that Colombia produces. And today we dig even deeper into the landscape for Colombian coffee and explore the vibrant local coffee shop scene, as well as learning about the nation's deep passion for coffee. We'll be speaking with Jaime Andreas Moreno, Chief Operating Officer at Café Cundillo, on the latest specialty coffee trends in Colombia. But we start with Carolina Castaneda, the European Director for the Federation Nacional de Cafeteros de Colombia, otherwise known as the FNC. Founded in 1927, the FNC is a non-profit organization representing over 548,000 coffee farmers across Colombia and promoting the consumption of Colombian coffee in Colombia and around the world. Welcome, Carolina. Thank you so much, Jeff. It is a pleasure to be here today. I wonder if you give us some background on the FNC and its role in supporting coffee producers around the world. The FNC has been, have been around for over 96 years. We were founded back in 1927. And since our inception, uh, the main goal has been the protection and the improvement of the living conditions of the coffee growers. Um, and we, the FNC, administer something called the National Coffee Fund. It is a parafiscal fund. And uh, the income it receives uh, from a coffee contribution, which is uh, six cents when you export coffee from Colombia, uh, go there. It has multiple services to farmers. One of them is consumption, to promote consumption of Colombian coffee nationally and internationally. So we continuously try to position Colombian coffee in all the markets and to create a good experience for the consumers in terms of looking for better quality all the time. Mm -hmm. And also to try to share beautiful stories about Colombian coffee. Another uh, advantage of the institution or the FNC is that we have Ceni Cafe. Ceni Cafe is our coffee research center. It was founded 85 years ago. It was the first coffee research center in the world and it was founded in Colombia. Uh, for what? To look for better practices, better agricultural practices, to prevent diseases, to develop what we have been doing now, better quality processes for the coffee growers. Uh, some areas of research are developing new varietals, uh, for example, rose-resistant ones, 
uh, regenerative agriculture, climate change. So it's a it's a very broad center for research to protect the interests of the coffee growers and also to provide the world the quality that Colombia is recognized for. And there is an asset that for us is key and it's fundamental, which is called the purchase guarantee. At any time of the year, a coffee farmer can reach uh, the network we work with of 33 cooperatives and sell their coffee based on market conditions. What do we call market conditions? Colombia's exchange rate, the C market for washed arabicas and the Colombian differential. Uh, but this is one advantage that you really see in many countries and allows us to transfer the best price possible to the coffee farmers. How many Colombian farmers do, do you estimate that there are out there in Colombia? We represent 548,000 Colombian coffee farmers. Has that number been stable of recent? The total cultivated area in Colombia is 842,000 hectares. Let's say more or less it has remained kind of uh, a, on a slight downward trend. It was a little bit over 900,000 hectares when I started working for the FNC back in 2006. Uh, but part of what has been happening is that the those areas that were traditionally coffee-growing areas, the price of the land has increased, the cost of labor has increased, and therefore there has been a reduction in the total uh, coffee-planted areas there, but there has been an expansion in new areas that are also very interesting because they have this terroirs and these microclimates that give very distinctive attributes to our coffees and that contribute to our diversity. How important is coffee to the Colombian economy? Coffee is the largest rural employer in Colombia, and it is the third uh, uh, sector for exports of Colombia after oil and coal, but it is the largest uh, agricultural export. What that means is that from these top three, every single dollar that enters Colombia has a much more significant social impact if it comes to the coffee sector because of these farmers. So how much coffee does Colombia produce each year? To give you a number for a calendar year, in 2022, Colombian coffee production was a little bit over 11 million bags of 60 kilograms. And how much of this coffee is actually consumed domestically and how much is exported? A large percentage of Colombian coffee gets exported. But uh, one new trend that has been happening within the last few years has been an increased uh, consumption in Colombia and an increased interest in higher quality coffees. So, for example, if, uh, if you have the chance to go to Bogotá, to Medellín, to some of, of the largest cities, you would see a substantial increase in the coffee bars with delicious uh, copies from all the spectrum of, of Colombia, which is fantastic. So we have been investing during the last few years on more campaigns for consumption inside Colombia. And something beautiful as well is the fact that in the coffee municipalities, in the coffee regions, there are fairs to promote this coffee consumption among the residents and also to invite tourism there to participate in these uh, coffee competitions. So that that has become very vibrant in Colombia and it's uh, more ingrained in our culture as we go forward. I believe we have uh, become more knowledgeable as Colombians in terms of quality and uh, and also buying higher quality of these coffees and micronauts, which is fantastic. 
What are the top five countries that actually buy Colombian coffee? The largest market for us is the United States. I used to be based there working for the FNC actually for nine years, and it's quite interesting. Back in the day, we had very intensive uh, advertisement programs with Juan Valdez. You would see Juan Valdez on airplanes with uh, Conchita the Mule, uh, on boats, or they, it was an amazing advertising campaign, and that has created great recognition. Second, we have Canada, because probably the influence with the U.S. Let's say the U.S. has a, a very large percentage, and then, then following what are kind of similar among each other, but not close at all to the U.S. So then we have Canada, Belgium, Japan, which has been also key for us, and Germany. And in that sense, that's also why the FNC has international offices to do the sales of uh, and promote this uh, in, in the markets. We have an office focused primarily in China. It is based in Shanghai, where we're seeing a lot of potential for growth uh, because the, the Chinese who are learning about coffee are very passionate and they adore Colombian coffee. So we see a lot of uh, growth going forward. Are there any other fast-growing markets for Colombian coffee? We are very fond at the moment with the Middle East. It has gotten a lot of dynamism. Uh, the United Arab and Emirates uh, are having fairs. They care a lot about the like transferring the best price possible and exploring new flavors. So we are very glad with that. Also, Saudi Arabia has shown a lot of interest in, in our coffees, especially the the, the top quality ones. So what are some of the challenges facing coffee producers in Colombia right now? Let's say one of the main challenges is precisely the, the, uh, the fluctuation of prices. I'll give you an example. It's, it's like sometimes if you do exactly the same job throughout the years, during five years, and your results are not really dependent on how much you work and, devo- and how much devotion you place into it, but just to these uh, international fluctuations. So sometimes you can, after a five-year experience, earn 20 or 30% less. That's what happens to the coffee farmers. And that's why we have always uh, promoted more stability in the prices so that they can have a dignifying living. After the pandemic, there have been a lot of inflationary pressures all over the world, and Colombia has also suffered from them. Uh, the second challenge has been the weather, and that has been happening not only in Colombia, but in many producing countries. And in that sense, it's important to continue diversifying these origins, not concentrating only on one or two of the largest ones, because once there is a, a strong weather phenomenon, all this gets affected. Gladly, Senecafe has developed these climate-resilient varieties but we do need to continue working collectively with the coffee sector so we can take all the necessary measures to prevent this weather phenomenon from affecting our coffee production. And then the third one, it's the the, uh, generational transition in that sense, and our need, especially based on on these uh, current prices, to continue adding value in terms of uh, industrialization, more uh, associativity of our coffee farmers in terms of processing and the central millings and continue advancing on, on, on those regards. What is the future going to look like for Colombian coffee? We are quite optimistic, especially since we, we want to continue in the uh, way of the supply chain 
to add more value, better processes at the farm, more consistency, growing markets internationally, motivating consumption in Colombia and also in all our markets. We believe also in countries such as China or markets such as the Middle East uh, are going to continue to be vibrant in terms of their interest for Colombian coffee and their willingness to pay for good prices. So we continue to be optimistic and we hope to count with the support of everyone towards drinking high quality coffees from Colombia. Carolina, thanks for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Thank you so much. It was exciting to discover the huge demand for Colombian coffees around the world. With an increasing interest in quality Colombian coffees and a willingness to pay fair sea prices in major markets like China and the Middle East, Carolina signals significant opportunity for further growth. Now let's hear from Jaime Andreas Moreno, Chief Operating Officer at Café Quindío, a boutique café and retail coffee brand based in Quindío, Colombia. A family-run business since the 1990s, Café Quindío is one of the largest retail specialty roasters in Colombia and operates 28 coffee shops across the country. Café Quindío established a sales office in the US and last year opened its first international store in Saudi Arabia. Welcome, Jaime. Hi, Dev. Uh, thanks for having me today. I wonder if you could tell us about the coffee shop culture in Colombia. For Colombians, coffee, it's the essence of community. If you ask me to describe the coffee culture for Colombia in one single emotion, it will be sharing. Coffee is more than a beverage. It's like kind of a social glue that brings people together. Not only casual gatherings, family meetings, meeting with your co-workers, but it's even go to significant events like weddings. You could see like coffee station in weddings that it's very popular in Colombia. So cons- Colombian consume coffee everywhere, both home and outside home. So coffee shops are not only to grab a quick coffee and continue your days. Here in Colombia, stores have, have to be warm, welcoming spaces, places where you could really spend quality time with your friends, family, and co-workers. When you ask our Colombian about coffee, the first thing that will come to their mind will be the representation of Colombian coffee culture. The farms, the landscape, coffee growers, coffee towns. We really take seriously about national product. So it's crucial in the Colombian coffee culture that the shops, the brands, reflect the values uh, that customers associate with the Colombian uh, coffee in their minds. Has there been any influence from outside Colombia? For example, maybe there's American-style coffee shops, you know, or flat whites from Australia or, or various other external influences on the modern-day Colombian coffee shops. Yeah, definitely the consumption has evolved. One of the most significant drivers in this evolution uh, has been the rise of independent shops. I think it's a mixture of the local coffee identity with the international offer. You will see a lot of espresso-based products, mainly, from the lattes to the flat white. Uh, And I think it's also given because uh, Colombia as a country has evolved and Colombians have the chance to move to other countries for study or for visiting, for tourism. So they came with all these new trends that we as local uh, roasters and local shops have to adapt. 
And also, I think that the new local shops, we have also the chance to go and visit other countries and see what's trending and bring it uh, back to Colombia. When did you see a sort of a, a more blending of, of the local identity with the international? Um, has that just been a slow evolution or has there been a moment in time when all of a sudden um, Colombian coffee drinking, especially out, out of the home in coffee shops, started to evolve? I think that in the year 2000s, we began to have a lot of new coffee shops uh, opening here in Colombia and the offer of espresso uh, was the main offering on the store. So it's really usual here that people consume Americanos or consume uh, lattes or cappuccinos. Nowadays, you can see a little bit more uh, brewing methods with uh, high specialty coffees, but I think that uh, Americanos and espresso-based coffees are the most sales in, in, in our stores also. What other trends are you seeing in coffee and retail? We're really big in retail. We grow faster than the category does here in retail, mainly in the premium category. And a significant indicator that we have seen in the, the scene lately uh, is the growth of sales of whole bean coffee. Uh, nowadays, uh, the whole bean coffee that we're selling in supermarkets, it's over 35%. Uh, participation of the total sales. So for us, this the most th th this shows that the consumers are becoming more sophisticated in their consumption, uh, with ultimately translate in the increase of a specialty coffee consumption. And I think this was driven mainly because the pandemic uh, helped you know transform the consumption uh, patterns of specialized consumer because they had the chance and the opportunity. Uh, to prepare and take care of the coffee they were brewing at home. Uh, they had the chance to grind the coffee at home and to have the time to make their morning ritual around coffee. This also led that the consumers can have the opportunity and they have the openings to try new flavors and new cup profiles in their daily coffee. In addition, new trends of coffee growers younger coffee growers have been pioneering developing post-harvest process uh, for mainly for international coffee roasters uh, like honeys and infused coffee and uh, natural coffees. So when they began uh, making these experiments, they were mainly focused on international customers and international roasters, but local roasters as Cafe Quindillo um, we were exporting this type of coffees. So we had the opportunity and the chance to give them a try in the national market. And we are having a really good perception and sales are growing in this type of coffees. For example, last month we launched a Bourbon Sidra a Black Honey uh, for national market. And we won the first award in the roasting uh, contest in the biggest, one of the biggest chain of supermarkets here in Colombia. Uh, so that showed that Colombian market and Colombian um, consumer are open to this new type of coffee. They are investing and they are paying for this quality of coffee. And I think that we also focus on giving 
flavors that the consumer can identify. I have a saying here in my company that we make coffee for consumer, not for coffee taster or for cook raters, because they are the worst customers. They never buy a back of coffee in the supermarket. They have it for <laughs> free in the lab all day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to focus on, on making it easy for the consumer to identify the flavors in the coffee. Yeah. And I think that this post-harvest process that the coffee growers are engaging gives you that ability to show to the consumer uh, the flavors and let them identify easily the flavors that they will find in the coffee cup. So it's an increasingly sophisticated uh, local market um, because of all the great work roasters like yourselves and the, and farmers are doing. What what are you seeing um, in terms of the reception that Colombian coffee has abroad? I think that the first big thing that we learn is that we need to adjust our offer uh, to the market. You cannot do like copy paste of the roasting and the cup profiles that you have to engage any market. After my first visit to Saudi, I was flying back with my sister. And I remember that in the plane back to Colombia, I told her that we need to develop a different coffee offer for Saudi market. If we go with the same offer that we have for Colombian market, we won't make it. So that's one important part of the puzzle. Um, Second, make uh, brand positioning in the other market. So you need to have a lot of abilities to show the market what is Quindío, uh, what we represent, and the opportunity of having a coffee in a coffee shop in Saudi uh, where you are talking directly from the origin. I think that Colombians' coffee uh, appeal to international uh, uh, audience, it, it's really given by the high quality. Colombian coffee has, and the quantity to be strongly recognized in many countries. So when you go to any place with Colombian coffee, uh, you have uh, 50% of the sale done. We have also a lot of cultural ri- richness, and we are really proud of showing this richness to other countries. When you go to Saudi, you see that all the coffee shops are very uh, minimalist in their design, and we had the approach of this colorful um, shops where you see all the exuberance of the Colombian and the coffee access landscape. So for me, those are the key factors why Colombian coffee is so appealing in, in other places in the world. And what about the future? What, what, what are you looking forward to um, creating? We want to, to continue growing uh, national and international. Uh, we are setting up also expansion planners of our stores in the Middle East in MENA region. We also have a sales team right now in, in the States, and we're looking forward to open uh, stores by the end of next year also in the States. We're focusing in the, in the store business because it's, 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 it's really nice for us how to engage the, the brand and the consumers in our stores. Part of our strategy, strategy is making um, stores that, that really show the Colombian culture. So we need uh, a lot of space. We are not looking for a small shop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't also want to open big and flagship stores always. We're looking for really reasonable uh, places where people can live a different experience. 
in the stores. Thanks so much for joining us here today on Fifth Wave. Dave, thanks so much and hope to see you soon in Colombia. Jaime paints a captivating picture of Colombian coffee culture and it's incredible to hear how closely coffee is connected to the soul of Colombia's national identity. Both Caroline and Jaime speak of an increasingly sophisticated local market with coffee consumers more open than ever to new flavors and process experimentations and an increasing interest and pride in homegrown coffee all across Colombia. And that's all for this week's Fifth Wave podcast. Please subscribe to Fifth Wave wherever you get your podcasts. And if you've enjoyed this show, please recommend us to a friend or colleague. And if you want to stay informed, visit worldcoffeeportal.com to get access to all the latest global coffee news, including the weekly Coffee Dose, our newsletter collecting all the big coffee news stories of the week. Links are in the show notes. This episode was produced in the one and only Serendipity Studios in glorious Camden, North London. It was produced by myself, Jeffrey Young, Hannah Heath, and sound engineering by Chris Bristow. And this week's song, in collaboration with the Coffee Music Project, is another track from New York-based artist Marley, in Spanish, Bezos de Miel. And until next time, stay safe, stay passionate, and stay caffeinated. Tell me, pero no sé si quizás una vez.